Well, good evening. Oh, come on. Good evening, Calvary. God bless you tonight. Amen. Great summer we're having, right? Everybody enjoying it? Okay. Now, I'll say that in winter. Great winter we're having. You're going to want it to be hot. <laughs> wow. Well, praise God. Um, when Pastor Don, Don asked me to uh, share on this subject, I, I said, well, yeah, sure, I could do that. And um, then I started reading the material. And then <laughs> I, I listened to Randy Alcorn. I said, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to get up and go, um, let's go home. Because <laughs> he really goes deep into the subject. And I, I read it and I studied it And I said, well, you know what? I think I'm just going to do some cherry picking tonight, all right? And when I, when I say cherry picking, uh, my part tonight is that we're hardwired for, for happiness. And Randy does such an awesome job in what he just shared. I go, let me just find a couple of things to talk about tonight that I think will, will bless you and also to probably challenge you just a little bit tonight. Stand with me if you would. Let's just change... Uh, Apostle, just for a moment. Good to see my good friend, Pastor Mays. Praise God. I'm going to be there Monday night. I'm trying to make sure I'm being there Monday night to hear you preach, man, on, on healing. Praise God. In your handout, and I think also uh, in your handout, let's just read that declaration together if, if we could, all right? Say with me, I declare. Oh, come on, come on. I declare. Yeah, good, good. I declare that I'm calm and peaceful. I will not let people or circumstances upset me. Oh, come on. Now, that, that sound good right there. I'm calm. I'm peaceful. I'm not going to allow people or circumstances to upset me. So come on with me. Because I am hardwired for happiness. My choice to live in happiness will give me the security and strength to rise above every difficulty. Come on, every difficulty. Oh, no, no, no. I'm gonna, it's got to sink. This has to sink in, all right? To rise above every difficulty. Knowing that God has given me the power to remain calm. Oh, isn't, that, isn't that just cool? I choose to live my life happy. I said, I'm just going to go up and have fun with this tonight. And bloom where I have been planted. I will let God fight my battles. I will let God fight my battles. This is my decoration. Turn around and look at somebody and say, this is my Decoration. Amen. You may be seated. 
Now, while you're seated, I want you to ponder this just for a moment, if you would. Say with me, God is in a good mood. Now, that, that's challenging somebody's theology right there. As though God is moody. Or that one day he wakes up and he's angry at you. Or he doesn't love you anymore. Or he doesn't want you happy. But God wants you happy. I, I believe that God's always in a good mood. I can't read this and go to this scripture, but I, I think it's in Psalm 2. It says, God laughs. God laughs. God has a sense of humor. You know why? Just look around this room. You just, 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 just look around this room for a moment. God is in a good mood. Now, in Psalm 89 and 15, it says, Happy are the people who know the joyful shout of Yahweh. Happy are the people who know the joyful shout of Yahweh. Now, now, Pastor Dan, good work on Sunday, okay? But I, I was sitting there and I was thinking about, uh, I had one of those random thoughts when you were preaching, you know? And it was going crosswise of what you said in one area. And I said, oh my word, what would happen in Calvary Church, in Calvary Church, not the one down the street, not the one on, in Calvary Church, that happy are the people who know the joyful shout of Yahweh. And just pretend. Let's pray. Maybe hope. One day there's a, a sovereign move of God that messes up everything on Sunday morning. I mean, where there is a demonstrative shout of praise. One of those David Sundays. You know, David, when he was coming into Jerusalem, and, and, he, and he, uh, he didn't dance out of his clothes. He had a linen uh, loincloth on, but he was just dancing, and he was shouting, and there was order. <laughs> I don't know how it looked, but there was order maybe there. But I'm telling you, he was shouting and praising and dancing, and the music, I believe, was loud. Are you still with me? Or maybe... It's like what Paul talked about over in Corinthians, and I'll get right to this, but he talked about in Corinthians, he says, we come in the house of God and there's this powerful worship that is going on and it's so awesome, it's so powerful. Gifts of the Spirit are in operation and they're in order. I mean, there's prophecy, there's words of wisdom, the gift of knowledge is working and activated all in one service. He says, and sinners would be in our midst and see that because it was powerful, didn't take away from sinners coming in, falling down on their knees, lifting up their hands and says, of a truth, God is in this place. I, I'm waiting for one of those. I believe it's coming. I believe it's coming in a powerful, powerful way. In Psalm 122 and 1, it says, I am happy he said, I was glad. David said, I was glad. These are psalms of ascent, not psalms of descent and depression and boredom, but it's psalms of ascent. He was going up 
to the high place. But he was going up to the house of God, and he says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Are you with me? I was glad when they said unto me. I was happy when they, did you come tonight saying, you know, I just can't wait to get to the house of the Lord tonight. Or Sunday morning, you go, you know what? I can't wait to get to church. Pastor's going to have a powerful word for us. You know? The anointing is going to be there. Dan's going to be worshiping. The worship is going to be powerful. I just can't wait to get there. Now, I've traveled quite a bit in my, in my life. And in my last position, about every Sunday, I was somewhere preaching with a group of people giving their testimonies. And we were in one of the northern churches. i got to cloak this. We were in one of the northern churches in Chicago land. And... Uh, <laughs> This, this lady was standing at the door. She was a greeter. Now, I'm glad we don't have any greeters like this in Calvary Church. Now, let me, let me make sure I say that because people hear what they want to hear sometimes, you know. I'm glad we don't have any greeters like this in Calvary Church. You got that? Let me say it one more time. Just go because Pastor Mark may be live streaming this or something, you know. I'll make sure I, I get a chance to preach again now. I'm glad we don't have any greeters like this in Calvary Church. So this lady, she was about 92 years old. This church is older than the Assemblies of God. <laughs> That's old. <laughs> and she was 92. And so we just celebrated 100 years, and that may have been 10 years ago. Well, she met me at the door, and I said, well, good morning. I'm John Harper, and I've come to share ministry with you today. She says, well, let me tell you something. She says, I've been here since I was a kid. And they better get a pastor in here real fast because this place is falling apart. I went, okay. This was a greeter. <laughs> this was a greeter. I said, okay. I guess she wasn't really saying... I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house. She had a position. She was there. But, oh, boy, her attitude, man, her face told the story that she was not happy. I I'm glad to be happy tonight. Now, the great apologist, historian, uh, Kenneth Lauderette, he said this. He said that, Inside every man, woman, boy, and girl, there is a, a vacuum shaped like God. And no one can fill it but God. There is a vacuum shaped like God, and no one can fill it but God. Drugs can't fill it. Alcohol can't fill it. Sex can't fill it. Money can't fill it. The only one that can fill it is God. So I started thinking about this, and in 2014, there was a song called Happy. I don't know if you remember it, or maybe you're so spiritual, you didn't get it. Okay? You didn't, you didn't get to hear it. But there was a song called, called Happy. And uh, it was, I love that song. I, I was tempted to play it tonight just to, 
put the minions on it just to get us to do a little rocking, you know, just, and I said, well, I'm still trying to figure out all the rules, you know, so, <laughs> but, but I started, you, how many remember that song, just tell the truth, be honest, oh, see, there's a lady out here, hands way down, you know, I, I'm not raising my hand, you can forget that, that's okay. Nothing can bring, this, is, this was one of the lines from the song. It says, nothing can bring me down because my levels are too high. My levels are, are too high. I uh, went on to say that uh, I'm in a room without a roof, <laughs> you know. But I like whenever he says, nothing can bring me down because my levels are, are too high. And the question I want to ask tonight is, what is your level of happiness tonight? And how are your levels maintained? And that there is a difference between happiness and joy. In 1972, I think I was like 19 years old, and in June... Um, I had that vacuum, and it was a hollow thing on the inside of me. My testimony is really long, but I'm not even here to give testimony tonight as much as I want to just share this little snapshot with you. I remember going to the ticket uh, travel agency. Remember those travel agencies? And uh, I went to the travel agency, and I bought a one-way ticket to San Francisco. I, I was... Uh, in the hippie movement, picture that now, black hippie, in, in, in the minority again, you know, and hair, afro, bandana, dog chain, psychedelic vest, black leather pants, 28 waist, haven't seen that in a long time, uh, uh, moccasins up to here, you know, I mean, it, I got pictures to prove this stuff. And, then, and I, got, I got on a plane, one-way ticket, and I remember I went to see a friend that I knew, and I just had an address, 48th and Geary. Never forget it. And uh, first night, couldn't find him, so I slept on the beach. It was that air, you know, love, uh, rock and roll, sex, rock and roll, drugs, rock and roll, sex, all that kind of stuff was going on. So I said, but I'm in California. I finally made it, flower child. You know, so went there and found my friend. I kind of, you know, stayed with him for a while and uh, still trying to feel that vacuum, still trying to feel that place that only God could feel. And this is what happened, and I remember it so vividly. When I was there, I went to Haight Nashbury, you know, and Berkeley, the whole deal. And then I wanted to come home, and I was dumber than a box of rocks. 1972, with me, hitchhiking from San Francisco back to Connecticut. Hitchhiking. Cut a ride from Sacramento to Reno, Nevada. Cut a ride from... Reno, Nevada, to the George Washington Bridge. That's crossing the United States. And I can't tell you everything that I did on that trip. But one thing 
happened to me that was still, that's still astounding. In a few months, because I was on probation and I just kind of said, I flipped the probation off. Can I say flip the probation off? Is that okay? And so I just went, no way am I going. So I ended up coming back. He says, you got to get in a program. I go, oh, no, programs are not for me. I'm like Amy Winehouse. They said I had to go to rehab, but I said, no, no, no. Anyway, um, some of you, you, you folk really don't get out much, do you? And so, <laughs> and so I, I, was, I, I, I ended up going to the rehab, which was Teen Challenge, and it was only six blocks away from my house. And here is in the nuts and bolts of that, I went like 3,000 miles looking for happiness, and I found it six blocks away from my house in a place where someone introduced me to the saving, delivering, keeping power of Almighty God, of Almighty God. So that vacuum, that vacuum was filled. So, so here, here's some things I think we need to take note of tonight. Is your happiness based on what happens in your life? That's a good question, isn't it? Of what happens in your life. I've been diagnosed with stage four prostate cancer. And I love going to the cancer center. Uh, last two weeks ago, I was in the, the, in the Decatur paper. Uh, big story on, on uh, my life and the cancer journey. Uh, tomorrow, I'll go and film um, a documentary and some other things about my journey with cancer. And every time I go into the cancer center in Decatur, I light it up. I come in singing the happy song, you know? <laughs> Nothing can bring me down. My levels are, are too high. But my levels are measured by the power and the blood of Jesus Christ and the finished work of Jesus. Make no mistake about it. And the reason why they chose me says, no one comes into the cancer center like you do. I come in, good morning. It's a great day. People on chemo, <laughs> it's a great day. We're, God is on the throne. I, I come in, I'm happy. I introduce happiness into the place and literally God through me changes the atmosphere. Listen to me just for a moment. So is your life based on what happens to you? Or is there some kind of internal reality who is personable, who says, I want you happy. And it's not because of what happens to you. Circumstances, situations, you can rise above all of that with this internal happiness that God has placed there and he wants it there. Number two, how do you maintain a proper balance between godly happiness, hmm, worldly happiness, this is not on your notes, but church happiness. Are, are you ready? Say yes. Okay, good, 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 good. Listen, listen to this. How do you maintain a proper balance between godly happiness? When I first got saved, uh, I mean, I got excited for Jesus. I went into the mall and I started asking different people about happiness in our mall. I, I talked to the lady at Walmart about happiness. Uh, how happy are you? What determines your happiness? How happy are you right now? And I got all kind of responses. But how do you maintain uh, a happiness 
when you see the world and they're prospering. But then when I came into the church, it looked like they were sucking on lemons. A place where you should experience happiness on every turn. Amen? I mean, it should be a place, but then they got me into the do's and the don'ts and the legalism and all that kind of stuff. And God is a holy God, and we got to make sure that we don't disturb him <laughs> like God can be disturbed. When we look at this passage of Scripture and we look at what God is saying here, the worldly happiness, the church happiness, we look at the world and we see people prospering. You go, I'm not prospering, so that's not going to make let me happy. I'm not happy because I see the world prospering. There was a guy in the psalm who said that too. He says, why does the wicked prosper? He says, but when I went into the sanctuary of God, into the inner chambers, I understood therein, but I understood also that God has, hot, has hardwired me to be happy, to be happy. He said, I understood therein. Now, when I look at this, Here's my number three, that Christians should be the most secure and the most happiest people in the world. Let me try it over. Don, did you hear what I just said? <laughs> that Christians should be the most secure and the most happiest people in the world. But, but when I meet Christians today, they're all not all, but most are very insecure. Something happened to, them that happened to them that stopped them from reaching their level of God happiness, to be hardwired into that. One great point that um, Randy Alcorn made when he was talking about the stuff. Concerning happiness cannot be found in objects of worship. He talked about it over in Acts 17, 22, and 23. It cannot be found in the worship of objects or things or stuff. The answer cannot be found. Can I go here tonight? In this election system that we are in right now. Isn't that crazy, huh? Isn't that crazy? It can't be found in that. I had a Facebook friend who told me, says, John, I don't have to buy many Christmas gifts this year. I said, why? He said, because I'm talking about politics to my friends. <laughs> I said, I got that. I might even try that myself. No. <laughs> but I started thinking about this, though, and I think about this crazy world that we live in and the materialism, and, and uh, I am not against prosperity, by the way. I never heard anybody just say, you know what, I always want to live in poverty, unless you're a monk or a Catholic priest or something like that. I, I, I believe that God loves us so much that he will give us stuff, and he doesn't care about us having stuff as long as the stuff don't have us. So, I'm going to try to conclude this and surprise my wife tonight. We are hardwired for happiness. And what I love about that Acts 17, the answer is in this particular passage. In him, we live and we move and we have our being. And once you resolve the difference between 
being and doing, you'll understand what true happiness is all about. When you resolve the difference between being and doing and people-pleasing, you will understand how you are hardwired for happiness and you will live an awesome life. I just had uh, my two grandsons with me, 10 and 4. I know why I got married at 22 now. Now, I know some of you grandparents out there, you are pro-grandparents. I am a little bit. My wife is more than I. And they were with me, and I just started having so much fun with them. They made me laugh. I said, my God, I'm so glad you're here. Now, when are you leaving again? Just want to make sure, just want to make sure we understand that. We got to understand that you have come, but you have not come to stay. <laughs> I was so glad we sold the big house in Decatur. We live in a nice house on the west side now, a little place, you know. I said, you see, this is uncomfortable. You cannot be comfortable here. You must go back home to Maryland. But I looked at the happiness in those kids' face when I did something for them. When we went out to eat or we went swimming or whatever we did, and they would come and wrap their arms around me and say, Grandpa! I love you, Grandpa. You know, I think God does that. And we should do that to God. Just wrap our arms around and says, Papa, Abba, I just so love you. Thank you for the happiness and the joy and the blessings that I get to have because of you. So I'm going to shout the praises. Now, now, I hope you don't get too upset that when I'm here, I might go, hallelujah, amen, praise the Lord, Pastor Mark, you're preaching, man, oh, that's good, I'm an evangelist, so you I don't think that disturbs the atmosphere, if it's done, not demonstratively, but just, oh, Pastor, wow, that's good. Now, listen to this in closing. Happiness is your choice. God grants the resources if you believe in the God of the Bible and have placed your faith in Jesus Christ to atone for your sin. There is no reason for you not to be happy. Last but not least, choose how you think and act. Choose how you think and act. I, I choose to be happy. I get up in the morning, I say, good morning, Lord. How about you? Oh, Lord, it's morning. Or good morning, Lord. It's a great day. People ask me, how am I doing? I say, spectacular, spectacular. And I do, I go in the bank and I scare people. I'm not, I don't have a mask on or anything like that. You know, I just scare them because they, how you doing today? I go, spectacular. It's a great day. This is the day that the Lord has made, and I will be glad and rejoice in it. I will to be happy. I will to be glad. I will to rejoice in this day. Amen. No matter what takes place. Going to the doctor again in a week or so. 
What do you got for me, Doc? Well, we need to do this. We need to do that. We, this is rising now. And you know what, Doc? I, I say not. <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. And his report, come on, stand with me, says I am healed. His report says I'm free. His report says he's given me victory. His report says I am happy. Amen. I want to close with this thought. I want to close with this thought, and I want you to catch this in your spirit. Come on, stand with me, everybody. We're going to be, going to be dismissed in just a moment. Just stand with me. Yeah, just stretch a little bit. Listen to me. You will always move in the direction of your most dominant thought. Whatever's dominating your thinking, that is the direction your life will take. So you know what? I just believe that I want to do one of those blessed, happy is the peacemaker, you know? Happy of those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Happy, blessed. I want to enter into those be attitudes and let those things dominate my thinking because that's the direction and the end result of each one of the be attitudes that you're going to get because if God's dominating your thinking and your thoughts and you're thinking the thoughts of God, you're going to start to feel I don't know if I could even say that. I may get in trouble saying that. You're going to feel enthusiastic. That means, that literally means godlike in the Greek. Godlike. How many would lift up your hands right now before the Lord? Come on, lift your hands up. You can do that in church. You can really do that. It's, we, we do that a lot. The Bible says this is okay. <laughs> and I want you to say with me in closing I declare come on I declare that I'm calm and peaceful I will not let people or circumstances upset me because I am hardwired for happiness. My choice to live in happiness will give me the security and the strength to rise above every difficulty, knowing that God has given me the power to remain calm. I choose, I choose to live my life happy, happy, and bloom where I've been planted. I will let God fight my battles. This is my declaration. Now, Father, we thank you for your goodness. Thank you for this great church and pastors and the support team. I pray, God, by the power of your spirit that there would be an overwhelming aroma 
of happiness that flows through Calvary's church like never before. Greeters would greet with anointing and the power of God would flow in this place like never before. But individually, each one of us as containers would take this happiness into the marketplace of Springfield and surrounding areas and spread it. And everyone that sniffs on us will sniff the aroma of the anointing and the happiness that you've placed in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.